And we're on to Bomani Jones. Game Theory tonight, HBO, ESPN, Right Time is the podcast. Bomani, what's going on, man? Yeah, I heard about this. How much How much are we allowed to talk about what we done heard about this? I mean, what... <laughs> I mean, because what I heard, I ain't saying on the radio. No, I'm not. No, I'm, okay. Right. I'm not saying it on the radio either, but we'll, we'll look at it from a, a PR perspective since you, since you brought it up. All right. It's one thing for the Cameron Crazies to chant something, right? Cameron Crazies chant stuff all the time. Um, and then you throw social media on top of that. When you start getting in the ain't nothing to see here, you see a parent chiming in on social media saying ain't nothing to see here. You see the players posting photos like we're having a great old time. Oh, chummy, chummy. Here's my guy. It's the thou dost protest much and people start asking more questions. I wouldn't have gone about it this way. No, people don't start asking questions. They start making assumptions. Yeah. Like what they, what they are engaging in there is a little something called hustling backwards. Yes. You are not throwing anybody off the scent. You're telling them there's something to smell here. Yeah, that's a problem. And you know what? You know what's a really easy way to, to solve this problem? If you get your act together on the basketball court and nobody will think of anything. But they've been, they've been demoralized a couple times this season. I don't think it's going to happen against Clemson this weekend, but it could very well happen against Miami on Monday. The Clemson at home or on the road? It is Chapel in Chapel Hill. I mean, I know the streak is over, but hey, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. So I was listening to Bamani Jones joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I was listening to The Right Time uh, with Dominique Foxworth today when I was driving around. And I'm glad you observed the same thing I was kind of wondering this week in the world of sports. The Super Bowl is on Sunday. It's going to get over 100 million people watching it. We're going to obsess over it on Monday and throughout the week with legacies and everything else. But I guess the media landscape has changed so much that we'll just wait for the game. There's other things to get to. And the NBA definitely swooped in this week and gave us plenty of juicy stuff to discuss with Kevin Durant's trade. Yeah, we'll see if any of that juicy stuff makes people watch the basketball games on television. Yeah. Uh, that still seems to be the whole dub. But no, the... The, the way the Super Bowl week used to work was media day was the first big kickoff and modern times have neutered the impact of that because we got access to these cats all the time. Like you're not going to be like, yo, here's this person I've never heard of before that I just found out about because of Super Bowl media day. That's like, that's not going to happen. And so they do all the prep and it kind of works out where the people who really want everyday updates on the Super Bowl can kind of get them. But you got time to do all the other stuff. And then Sunday comes and everybody and their mama going to watch it. Bamani Jones, ESPN, HBO, The Right Time is the podcast, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. This is Joe Vias. I'm Joe Giglio. The, the game itself, though, Bo, uh, the, I know you're not much into the gambling part of it, but the line hasn't moved. It just feels like everyone, it seems like everyone kind of likes the Eagles in this one, but then there's this whole Mahomes thing, you know, oh, he's the best, he can do it. How, how do you kind of see the game playing out? Well... The question for the game is really going to come down to how much can the Chiefs stop the run? Because the Eagles are just going to run through your face, right? Like, that's the game that they're trying to play. If they can at least halfway do something against the run, is Jalen Hurts with that bum shoulder going to be able to beat you throwing? My guess is probably not. The problem is, are you betting on the Chiefs stopping anybody from running the ball? Are they going to be in a situation the Chiefs on offense where Mahomes has time to throw? Like, he's not going to be 100% healthy, but with the two weeks between games, he's going to be what is in football terms fine, right? If he's got time to throw, I think the Chiefs win it. 
the Eagles had 70 sacks this yeah. year. Like, I feel like that is a eye-popping number. It's a crazy number. I can't believe I didn't find out until the end of the regular season. How they defense ain't got no nickname? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that 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 ended. Uh, on a more deeper, serious, long play question for you, Bo. The, the the way we get to more black head coaches in the NFL is to have more games like this with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. And because if we're only hiring former quarterbacks, isn't this the best way to you get mean future commissioner Russell Wilson? Well, he had the yeah, flag we'll, football. We'll, we'll get rid of. Yeah. Russ out of the equation, but it does feel yeah. like to me a long term solution is not not only getting the the black players at quarterback, but then as play callers, offensive coordinators on that side of the football. Uh, Joe, you talk like you've never met a white person before. <laughs> Every time you come up with a new thing and we start doing that, the thing becomes another. Change thing. The- we just. We just well, look, look. As the game came and it dictated that the quarterback needed to be more athletic, suddenly yeah. they were like, "All right, white boys, you better learn how to run." Right. We're not giving this right. up without a fight. And then right. magically, they started finding fast white dudes that could throw the ball. Yeah. You telling me these guys never existed before? Right. No, they were just making it that being slow was a prerequisite. And you think every black person is fast, and thereby, boom. <laughs> There was. And then it's like, yo, you got to be athletic to play quarterback. Well, I know where I can find a white dude to do that. And then they went out Wyoming. there and found him. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Let's not, let's not forget He's that. like yeah. American white dudes that can play basketball anymore, but you can still get out here and find a Justin Herbert. Explain that to me. <laughs> Pomani Jones. Daniel Jones ran for 700 yards this year. 700? Yeah. Pavani Jones. Sneaky athletic, all and, uh, 700 of them. Too. It's, it's gritty. HBO, Game Theory, uh, it'll be on. Is it is it on after Last of Us tonight? Because the power of the Super Bowl put uh, the zombie show on a Friday night instead of Sunday. Yes, it is. And I just want to know if Bill Maher called in and asked for the weekend off. <laughs> yes, we will We will be there. Uh, I don't know what that means. If they're, I guess, yeah, they're trying to protect them from the Super Bowl. Cool, that makes sense. There's no insult to my show, which was definitely what I was trying to find, if there was any way I could possibly be insulted by this. Nope, it was. Speaking of insults, are you insulted that Brett Favre didn't name you in his <laughs> defamation lawsuit? No. Or are you so just too smart you- for Brett Favre and, and the entire state of Mississippi? No, well, let me tell you what's interesting. Something this season that I'm more aware of than I was last season because I'm more like intimately involved now with some of the processes is I didn't realize how many things and how often we're sending drafts and scripts and videos um, to the lawyers. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at who the people are they sign, it's not people that run their stuff by the lawyers. Yeah. HBO foretold this day, don't you worry. <laughs> like we, we we had something we wanted to put on social that was just kind of funny about that. Mm-hmm. And the lawyers were like, no, nah, we think Brett Favre will sue us. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, the, the people that Brett Favre named in this defamation suit are people who do, you know, traditional talk show type things, sure. reaction shows. Uh, and what know. I and what I think they got them all on, or what they're trying to get them on. The problem for Favre is he won't he won't really be able to prove a case because he won't be able to prove that this has caused him any injury to mm-hmm. his reputation. His reputation is just a little too spotty for him to be able to do that. But what you can't say about Brett Favre is that he stole money because he has not been charged with a crime and he paid back the money that he got. And so people are taking the shortcut and saying he stole somewhat figuratively, but lawyers don't operate in the figurative space. So it's also speaking of lawyers and having to run through things for the type of show that you do on Game Theory. I am curious the reaction to last week's episode, because I I think it ties into the Super Bowl and where things are going with wagering. You know, like at 515, we're going to talk to Brian Murphy 
uh, who talked to a couple people who are literally going to Virginia this week to place bets on the Super Bowl and the geofencing and then coming back into the state of North Carolina. So when you talk to uh, whichever Paul brother that was, Jake Paul, right? That uh, with the with the better and the micro betting and things like that. What was the what was the reaction outside of the 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 trolls on the comment sections that we even saw on our YouTube page? Because all you do is put Jake Paul on a title and it and it feeds him. So what kind of reaction did you get to that? Well, I mean, a lot of people just basically thought that the part that's somewhat disappointing is that Jake Paul behaving in a way that I would term to be ridiculous kind of trumped the discussion, which is. They got it set now where you can bet on every single play in the game, man. And this gambling stuff, ain't everybody built to handle that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, there's people that every now and then can engage in some hard or engage in some white and then go to work the next day. Not everybody built like that, right? Um, and so... Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Jake Paul, knowing his audience is young people, and then putting this out there, like, it's a fair question to ask, like, bro, what exactly is it that you're doing? But my guy, Bob Costas, when we were doing the show um, on HBO, he raised the question that I think is the existential question for sports, which is none of us got into this so that we could gamble. But all the coverage is so geared toward gambling now because that's the next frontier in monetary growth. Yeah. And that's just not the way in which I consume sports. And so, like, what does that mean ultimately for the way that we talk about sports and really what the business is that we're in? Because with the journalism industry as it is, the people that like have money to hire people to cover the games are doing it so you can inform the point spread. Yeah, it's not it's not lost on me that Super Bowl Radio Row is littered with books. You know, whether it's MGM, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, etc., the, the shows that occupy media row now are are bankrolled by that, and they all have their plays and everything else. I'm not a fan of it personally, but I also know the revenue component, whenever it becomes legal in the state of North Carolina, will keep the lights on at the radio station, so I'm not going to say no. Yeah. No, I mean, this this is where we are. I Honestly, until I started working at the score, the company in Canada that I started working for mm-hmm. after I left uh, the, the, the um, Triangle Market, that was the first time I really understood how many people gambled on games. I had no idea just how many people are putting money on games all the time. Like, I wouldn't have known who to call to put money on a game at that point in my life. And they laughed at me, basically. Um, you probably would have. You just don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, I knew the person. I just didn't know that the person was the person. Ah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, no, hey, Bobani, I, I recently had that revelation. Uh, a few weeks ago, too. So it oh, happens. Oh, 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 that person. Well, I know exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yes, anyway, yes, right. yes. By let's, then, he told me about Let's that. just say I'm not driving to Virginia, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bomani Jones, Game Theory, HBO. All right, man, another uh, episode tonight. We will talk to you next week. All right, man, you guys be good.